We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back to the second guest show. Mike to tell you along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear, live here at the Silver Slipper Casino, beachside right here in Hancock County. Miss will be on until 8 o'clock tonight. Certainly a lot to talk about on Super Bowl Sunday. Zion now, and we're going to have Ali Cosell on with us to talk about his setback with a hamstring injury, and who knows when he's going to be able to come back. Certainly the draft, free agency, a lot to talk about here on the Big 870. We're going to go back to our Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text line, and we're going to go to Cody in New Orleans. Cody, you're in the huddle with Bobby and Mike. Hey, it's a real pleasure talking to you guys. But look, thank you, Cody. If you can give me a mo- if you give me a moment, I have yeah, go ahead. Sentiment that I think all who that fans feel. So number one, I really think it's a shame that this show is not nationally syndicated because the information, guys, the statistics, graphics, percentages. I mean, the way y'all talk about certain players, scenarios is unmatched with any other sports show out there. And I listen to a lot of them. So I really appreciate what y'all share and bring to the table with us as fans. And number two, Bobby, you're like a human computer. The knowledge and the records of the past, comparisons, the interesting stories that you share that we really love and enjoy. Um, we really appreciate as a fan to help us understand the game, um, the process, and the how and the why things happen. So we really appreciate what you did with your career. Thank you. And how much you love this city, this team, and the Hoodad Nation. And that goes for you too, Mike. Thank you. Well, 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 well thank you. Yeah, well, thank hey, you. Hey, the, one, the one thing, let me tell you what. Why am I going to BS? I'm going to keep it real. Come on, I'm, I'm like, I made 62 in August. I, I know I have a wealth of knowledge, and I'm willing to share that. You might say, uh, well, you think you have a wealth of knowledge. I know I have a wealth of knowledge. I, knew, no, I, 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 I do so much damn research, I'm telling you. You might think it's an opinion, but I'm going to tell you that opinion, it's not 100%, but, you know, it's pretty damn right. And, and I can tell you. Now, you know, everyone has an opinion. You might say it's like, uh, you, know, you know, the A word, you know, the sphincter, whatever. Everybody has an opinion. You can have an opinion, but I can tell you and convince you by research that why your opinion might not be right. And I can help you come to more enlightened opinion. So whether that's right or wrong, so it helps you to understand who's your favorite team, the Saints, the LSU Fine Tigers, whoever it might be. So that's where you got to get. You got to keep it real with the, the fans. Because that's the, that's the reason why the NFL is so successful. Because we love football. We love American football. Not no damn soccer. Now, now we, we appreciate the soccer. Maybe you like sports and the camaraderie and all that. But you got to come from within the heart 
and what it means, like how much we love football. I can tell you, we all, okay, we diehard Saints fans. We love the Saints. But don't you love, like, uh, 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 like the football game you witnessed yesterday between the Eagles and the Chiefs? I mean, I'm watching that with interest, and that's why I wanted the game. I said, I don't want it to be no damn blowout. I want it to be good. I ain't got no damn dog in the hunt. I, I want it to be a good game, so I'm entertained. And if you want to entertain, then you, uh, uh, but you, then you shouldn't uh, be watching. Well, you, you, you got to check. You got <laughs> to go. That do was it. a great game to watch. Well, yeah, you have, you have to go, uh, I don't know, sweep the floor or something. You <laughs> got to go, you gotta go <laughs> clean up after people. Oh, or maybe whatever. cook. That would have been a good uh, shot. Yeah, yeah, but to watch, you yeah. would be intrigued in that game. But, but Cody, because it's the ultimate reality no, I got TV. one question for you guys. Yeah, okay. Go ahead, Cody. I know you had a question. Go ahead, buddy. Yeah, so – I'd love your expertise and thoughts on this. And um, if I'm correct, Bobby, to get a rule change, does that have to go through the league? And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. It's got to go to a committee. They have a competition, competition committee. And committee. Sean, Sean Payne's already been on that committee. I'm then he got you. out of that committee. No, Because uh, he it, saw what was happening no, with it, that it committee. it changes. And uh, the, the, the whole NOLA no-call, do you know the NFL uh, threw a bone to the Who That Nation? last one year and they impact. But no, but I'm telling you that. But it's com- got to go through channels. Yes, Cody. competition go committee. Okay, um, so yeah. So real quick, what do you think the chances of making or changing the rule under two minutes, only under two minutes, where you have to score? I don't care if it's a damn field goal. You just got to score a touchdown. But you're down um, three, or you know. If they go back, they're gonna they're gonna tie the game so it goes into overtime, and then you right. gotta go through those rules. But yeah. they can't sit on the ball because it just deflates a fan when you watch this, and you know the team ain't got no other recourse. All they're gonna do, and I mean it's happened, the ball slips out of um, for the um, playoff game. Yeah. You're right, but the majority of them, Mike, Bobby. You watch even in the regular season. Everybody just sits there and they're like, they well, ain't going to change. Why can't it no, be no, Gladiator no, no. against Gladiator to the no, last uh, second? Well, well, Cody, uh, it won't change. Well, uh, Cody, I can tell you what they're going to say. Okay? It's the uh, strategy. They're going to say that uh, at the end of the game, the Eagles should have had more timeouts. So the Chiefs can't sit on the ball. When you utilize your timeout, timeouts, don't waste your timeouts. You know, and all that. But as far as uh, to educate your players, to uh, you know, because as a fan, you just say, like, yeah, uh, I want the Chiefs to score. So at least Jalen Hurts and Eagles will have, I don't know, a minute and a half maybe to come back or whatever. But that's a strategy. So uh, I don't know how you can legislate that. But they, they would say, I think, competition committee. That ain't oh, oh, You have to save your timeouts. Yep. <laughs> you have to have more timeouts. We're not timeout. changing that rule. You have to have more timeouts where you might have a minute versus eight seconds. I'll tell you a quick story, Cody, that uh, we have about four, sometimes five, uh, assistant coaches from the Chiefs that come to our Louisiana line camp in Thibodeau each and every year. And they were talking about – how Andy Reid was teaching his running backs, receivers, tight ends, quarterbacks, late in the game, slide. Get your butt down around the three- to four-yard line and slide in. But don't go headfirst. 
slide and kill the clock. Well, yeah, he, he was he, teaching that. Because we the, saw it yesterday. No, listen. He, even Jim Moore was the defensive coach. We, we were teaching that. It's called the declare down. Yep. And you got to go feet first. You're giving yourself up. And a lot of people don't realize this because you know in college, if you're down, uh, you don't you don't have to get touched. In the pros, day, you got to get touched. But if you give yourself up and declare down, you don't have to get touched. You're down. But you got to make they make the officials aware. Of this. Aware of it. This first. is what we're doing. And we're going to get de- declared down so all of a sudden that's the circumstance uh, that we're in so they don't make the wrong call. Thanks so much for the call, Cody. We appreciate also the kind words. We appreciate that. We'll be back with more second guests and Ali Cosell talking about certainly the New Orleans Pelicans and what's happened with Zion right after this break on the Big 870. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Back here on the second guest show, Mike Detail along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Hebert, live at the Silver Slipper Casino Beachside in Hancock County. Mississippi. We'll be here until 8 o'clock tonight, so if you're in the area, stop on by and visit us. On our Oakland Heart Jewelers Talk and Text Line, the editor-in-chief of the uh, thebirdrights.com, Ali Cassell. Ali, thanks so much for joining us. Man, got nothing to talk about with the Pels, you know, just when we thought we'd have a free weekend of football, then man, the, man, new, the news breaks with, with David saying that Zion's got to freaking kidding me. I'm like <laughs> and saying, I knew that's what Abraham would say. I'm like, okay. I knew it. <laughs> okay, I, I'm looking forward. Football's going to be over. We got a couple of games. The All-Star break. Zion's coming back. Back in town. And then uh, not so fast. I'm like, what? The break's you gotta, hit. You got to be kidding me, Holly. Well, what's up? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I, listen, we can have T-shirts that they'd wear around here. And it wouldn't be disrespectful we'll be speaking the truth. And I said this. We can have a shirt in New Orleans, and we'd have Zion. Just we'll put, get Luke to wear. We'd have big letters, Zion. 
You can sell this outside the Smoothie King Center. I know it might be bootleg, whatever. Uh, we but, can get but, somebody but, to hey, do that. Just too. have Zion, and you just have he's hell when he's well. And, and everybody just, would know. And, and, you don't, and, and you don't have to put say anything <laughs> else. That, that would sell like thousands. Yeah, guys, the news, it's completely unfortunate, right? We've seen 10 games of CJ, B.I., and Zion together. And like you said, hopes were high, like say about a week or so ago, that he was going to return even before the All-Star break. But then he suffered a setback, right? He's working out, re-pulled, whatever you want to call it, re-aggravated, hit hamstring. And this happens. Right, he's not the only one. You see it around the NBA, the NFL. That's a tricky injury. Those soft tissue ones, especially with the big muscle involved in the hamstrings, very easily right to re-injure it, and that's what he did. And you know, I'm not sure what the Pelicans do now because it sounds like he's going to be out for weeks, right? So they're going to have to stay afloat with Bi and CJ, pretty much running the same team we saw last year, right? The team that made it into the play-in tournament and fought, fought like crazy to get into the playoffs. I'm not saying that we won't see Zion, but I've got a feeling that he's going to miss probably, you know, maybe close to a month, maybe even more. I mean, I'm hoping that he sees maybe at least a couple of weeks of the regular season. I've talked to some people who deal with the injury a lot, and they tell me the second time it's pulled, that's the worst part. The injury layoff time is even longer than the first time, and then you really get careful oh. with it. And so, my goodness, if that's the case, and we might not even see Zion unless this team makes a playoff. Yeah, and and Ollie, with Mike saying, look, the possibility he's going to miss the majority of the regular season for the third time in mm-hmm. four years, and we played 23 games after the All-Star break. That's a six-week period. I mean, I, I, I don't know. Is it like all of a sudden you we got to make the postseason, and that's when the games count, and you can win a series? Did you shelf them for that or what? Yeah, I mean, look, that, that's their hope right now, get them fully healthy for the playoffs because we saw what this team's capable of last year, right? They held their own against the number one seed, the Phoenix Suns. And we saw this season, right? Zion played 29 games, and once he got his feet wet after the first few weeks of the season, he looked like an MVP caliber type of candidate, right? That's when the Pelicans won uh, a lot of games where they what, went on their massive two winning streaks and were sitting first in the Western Conference. They were 23-12. and 12. I won't forget it day before New Year's Eve, and then it's, it, you know, and everything went downhill. Don gets hurt. The team can't seem to suddenly win games. Now they're finally finding some footing, right? Brandon's finally healthy, and he's playing well. But, man, they missed the big guy. Because he, when he's healthy and right, he is literally one of the best players in the league. So let's hope, really, cross your fingers and hope we get to see him in the playoffs. Yeah, looking at uh, what, 29 games, uh, this speaks for itself. He averaged 26 points. He's basically shooting 61%. Seven rebounds, four and a half assists, and when he's in, uh, the, the seven and twelve record with him in the lineup, and and then all the games he missed, they twelve and sixteen, and then uh, but you know availability to be held accountable, you got to be available, and I'm looking at like uh, you look at Bi and Zion because that's all superstars, they've combined to miss sixty three games this season, <laughs> and then they played one hundred fourteen games. And missed 169 since the Pelicans selected him first overall in 2019. Is he like a high-performance car? I don't know, like a Ferrari. It's always in the shop. A, a Lamborghini. Yeah, boy, it's I took him shop. out and it was like One ah. thing or another. It was like Good this, Lord. Uh, we had to change the spark plugs or this or that. <laughs> yeah. But, no, it, it's frustrating because you know he could play. And play at a super high level. No, That's it, the worst be dominant. You wouldn't be all of a sudden. You know, the fans are involved. And what comes about with the All-Star game? 
but they voted him to be like a starter in the All-Star mm-hmm. game. And, and, and think about how much he's played. That's how the, the, the perception and the dominance it could be. Yeah. Well, there's that's a perception reality, but with him it is true. The perception is reality. When he's on the court, he tilts the court. So to speak. Yeah, but that's but, how. Yeah, but, but again, the availability yeah, 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 is yeah, the yeah, question you, mark. You can't be Michael Thomas Jr. Uh, like all of a sudden with the Saints. He was NFL Offensive Player of the Year. When you think about that, and how about uh, you know I was texting with Steve Geller. I mean, uh, listen, uh, AD, uh, you know Anthony Davis. We look at him with the Lakers, the good riddance. But we don't want street clothes 2.0. I mean, oh, like uh, that's my favorite player. He's in street clothes, uh, you know, because it all. What did they say about AD? Oh, street clothes. We don't want street clothes 2.0. We want somebody on the court, not based on their unbelievable potential. Ali, wouldn't you say that I think this is going to be throughout his career? I, I think no matter what, that he's going to, just because of the way he's built, the torque, the the speed, the size, strength of this man, that he's always going to miss some time, one way or another. Yeah, that's a given. I mean, look at his first four seasons, right? He missed two-thirds of his rookie season, played 61 games in his second year, but then missed all of his third year. And this year, he's only played in half the games, right? And here's a bigger concern. It's the fact that Brandon Ingram now is missing a lot of time, right? He's missed over 60% of his games this year after missing about a third of his games last year. So, He's trending the wrong way, and that's where I'm concerned. Because if your two best players are suddenly on the shelf for more than half a season, well, I don't know how you're going to ever achieve any kind of consistency, right? And you don't have to look no further than around the league. The Clippers, they got Kawhi Leonard and Paul George together about four years ago. They've only made one Western Conference Finals in those four years because those guys are always hurt. Kyrie Irving, James Harden, Kevin Durant, they all get together in Brooklyn. They, because they missed so many games over 1.5 seasons, they only played 16 games together. And then they went their separate ways, as we just saw. So that's my concern, right? How do the Pelicans move forward? Because you've got to have at least one of these guys on the court, and hopefully both, right? Because, I mean, you've got a legitimate championship contender if you can figure that out. That's why uh, people might hate me in New Orleans. I, I, I'm going to keep it real here. Now, that's why I love the king, LeBron James. Look all the years he's played and how he answers the bell. Look how LeBron James, now, now I'm not saying he hasn't skipped games and uh, game management and all that. LeBron James is. That's freaking, since he's 18 years old, that's unbelievable. At his age today? Uh, no, no, no. Yeah, that's, I'm unbe- telling you, that's unreal. You can hate on LeBron, whatever, but I don't know, look at the games LeBron has answered the bell. I mean, I, I mean just look at it. I mean, I don't care if yeah, Cleveland, Bobby, Miami, or L.A., whatever. Yeah, Bobby, you're right. Look, I mean, he's in his 20th season, and he's putting up MVP numbers, and he's looking just as spry as anybody out there, right? I mean, averaging over 30 points a game. And Anthony Davis mentioned a bunch of time, and he kept the Lakers afloat. So what he's doing is incredible. But that's what you hope for. He really legitimately takes care of his body to the point that it's religious with him. 365 days of the week. I know he's really improved his fitness level from last season. He's eating right. And right now I know he's doing work behind the scenes to try and keep his conditioning there. But, yeah, I, I feel like to, to hit his, any kind of his potential, he's going to have to become elite at it, the way LeBron's done it, the way Michael Jordan did it in his career, where these guys don't take days off, right? They live and breathe basketball, and so they took care of their bodies 110% of the time. 
Uh, Ollie, one of the things is, what do you think Josh Richardson's going to bring to the table? Uh, we talked to uh, Antonio Daniels, and he said, man, listen, he's a dog on defense, and he's got a pretty good outside shot. Th this team's going to need Josh Richardson down the stretch, even more now uh, without yeah. Zion in the lineup. Yeah, I'm glad the Pelicans made this deal because Devontae Graham just didn't really fit on the roster, right? Jose Alvarado proved himself last season. And this year, we're kind of seeing Kyra Lewis deserves more minutes. So the Pelicans don't need another small guard out there when you've already got CJ starting for you. So another bigger wing that can guard one through three, like AD said, he, he's been a great defender his entire career. This is his eighth season. And he even shoots the ball better than Devontae Graham is, right? So from three-point range. So when you look up and down, he, he can do everything for you as a replacement type of player off the bench, right? So he's going to be a good role player. And I've been told he's going to play tonight. So he's going to jump right into this opportunity, and uh, hopefully he'll help the Pels. Now, Ollie, when you look at it now, they're going to face the Thunder tonight. Um, then you got the Lakers on Wednesday. Uh, if you can only pick one out of the two, I want them to be the Lakers on Wednesday. Obviously, <laughs> I, I hate yeah. the Lakers. But uh, but you look at where they're at, uh, the Thunder tonight, the Lakers on Wednesday, their final two games for the All-Star break. Uh, and then, uh, then their first game after the All-Star break, they're going to play the Raptors. Uh, so, so where are they at right now, uh, if you're looking into crystal ball? Because when you look at it and then you are optimistic about the team, it does vary from, like, month to month. I mean, it's like, okay, uh, where are we in December versus January or something? And so I don't know. So, so when you look in your crystal ball, where do you think uh, we'll be, I don't know, to close out February, uh, going on the back end, uh, you know, in March? I mean, we'll, we'll be able to turn the corner, and, and uh, hopefully we're not in the playing play game. Uh, I mean, I know we want to be in the postseason, but where do you think we're going to be at? I think where you see them right now is where we're going to see them, right? So they're one and a half games behind the Mavericks, and they're, you know, just a handful of games ahead of guys, or excuse me, teams that aren't even in the playing tournament. So they're currently seventh, but there's so few games separating all the teams. So when you just lose, win or lose one game, chances are you're moving up or down in the standings. And I think that's just going to be the way it's going to be now for, like you said, for the rest of this month at least. Golden State, they're missing Steph Curry. So the Pelicans missing Zion. There's other teams around the league that are having issues too, right? Dallas lost all their defensive players getting Kyrie Irving. So we saw them, right? They lost to the Kings by giving a whole bunch of points last night. Suns, they may need some games to figure it out with KD, too, because they lost their guys, their defensive guys, too. So nobody is healthy and raring to go, right, outside of pretty much the Nuggets. So it's going to be wide open. But, again, can you go on a winning streak? I doubt it, right? I mean, it's tough. Every team now with 25 games left is fighting to get in the play-in or the playoffs. So you're going to get your best shot just about every single night. So what you want to see, basically, is the Pelicans try and figure out ways to win some of these close ones because tonight – it's going to be a battle against the Thunder. They're young. They're hungry. They're almost at 500. And they, you know, they haven't had winning seasons since Russell Westbrook left. So they would love to change that perception. Lakers, you know LeBron's not going to quit. Even though he doesn't play in all the games, there's just a thing that he wants to get in the playoffs. He doesn't want to always be sitting out for the rest of his career. So, yeah, guys, I, I'm just hoping that the Pelicans can keep their heads above water and find kind of that rhythm they had earlier in the season when guys were still missing, right? Stars were missing games. But they still won a lot of games. Let's see them if they can get back to that. Yeah, boy, it's amazing when the heat of the uh, football season and uh, the Pels were second in the Western Conference December the 30th. 
Then you have January and you're three and thirteen. So I'm not saying you got to be thirteen and three, or, or, or have that kind of month. Uh, but I don't know. You gotta, you gotta at least. Uh, you can't go on a losing streak. Uh, you have to be at least five hundred going back. Yeah, they already did. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, <laughs> you have to kind of go like if you can win one, uh, then if you lose one, you got to win another one. You got to go like at least back and forth to keep pace. I think Trey Murphy becomes a, now a major, major player for the Pels. He he has shown up that he can hit the three point shot. We can see he's gained some confidence in his play. All of your thoughts on Trey Murphy. Yeah. I think he becomes now an even bigger player uh, in the Pels lineup. Well, and like Mike was saying, uh, Ollie, don't you think that uh, considering he's shooting such a high percentage that you have to have, if not you two. You've got to fun him the ball. Uh, no, if not fun two him. or three, uh, four more attempts a game. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what the coaching staff has been preaching to him, right? They've been wanting to see him shoot more for months now. But I think the message is finally getting across because here in February, he's shooting more, he's making more, and anytime he does that, when he, he shoots a good number and, and say he makes about four or so, the Pelicans usually win. So you're right. You've got a weapon like him. So if you're CJ, you're BI, you're a playmaker on this team, you've got to look for him. He's now getting himself open. In the past, he was kind of just sitting there waiting for a catch-and-shoot opportunities, but now he's moving off the ball more a little bit like Ray Allen or Reggie Miller, right? you always got to move because teams know what you can do. Now he's getting himself open. Now we're kind of seeing his teammates find him. But they've got to even raise that up a level or two because you're right. He's one of the best shooters in the game. And the opponents know this, but you still got to try and figure out ways to get him shots. And they've done a good job here in February. I just hope it continues, like I said. But raise it up a notch or two because without Zion, you're going to have to get that scoring from somewhere. It can't all just be B.I. and uh, C.J. Now, uh, uh, Ollie, what is your take uh, because – I think uh, it seems like he's pushed the right buttons. Uh, now, the players have to be able to answer the bell. Uh, if you could get into the head of, of Pelican's executive vice president, David Griffin, he's probably saying, man, you got to be freaking kidding me. And that you look at Zion and, uh, you know, uh, and he goes on, he's talking to the media. He said he's progressed to the point where he was able to do contact a little bit. He was doing one-on-one, then he had uh, progressed to three-on-three. Mm-hmm. And then it happened on the floor. Unfortunately, the injury is a very high uh, instance of uh, has a very high instance of a reoccurrence, so to speak. And then it's tricky and it's hard to navigate. I mean, he, I mean, you think David Grave, Griffin has ever experienced anything like this? What he's doing, dealing with Zion, or what? No, I mean, look, there's only three teams in the league that have lost more games. Their players lost more games to injury or health protocols than the Pelicans, right? So you're already behind the eight ball there. And he, when he first arrived here, if you guys may remember, they completely refurbished uh, the Pelicans training facility where they made a bigger area for the training staff. They added more personnel, some renowned names like Aaron Nelson, who was in Phoenix, right? He kept Grant Hill's career going. He uh, gave a little renaissance to Shaquille when he landed there for a little bit. And they kept Steve Nash upright because he's had back issues almost his whole playing life. So, he did such a great job here. You thought that, well, Griff went out and got the best. Build him a good facility, right, to get all the uh, prevention done with the players and stuff, that it would have worked. It hasn't really worked. So it makes you wonder, right, if you've done everything you can on that end, are we just down to bad luck and players not being durable enough? And, and that's what I'm afraid we're at. When you look at Zion, like I said, he's only had one decently healthy season in his first four. Brandon's trending the wrong way, too. 
And when you're the pals and you're spending money on the facilities, on the right personnel, and yet this is still happening even worse now, it seems like. I don't know what you do if you're Griff, but, yeah, it's, it's probably keeping up a lot of nights because you got to figure out a solution, like I said. Stars win in this league, and you got to figure out a way to get them on the court and keep them on the court. Ollie, thanks so much for joining us tonight. Wish you had better news, but, man, it's always news one way or another. All right, either Ollie. good or bad. And it yep. never stays the same. It's like the Saints. I know, Mike. I wish we, we were so happy that first half of the season. I wish we man, could get those vibes. <laughs> Thanks so much, Ollie. Appreciate it, bud. Thank you, Ollie. Yep. Ollie Gussell does a great job covering the Pelicans. We'll be back with more second guests right after this break here on the Big 870. And I got some numbers from the Super Bowl that's astonishing of the viewership. We'll be back with more second guests right after this break. We're back here on the second guest show. Mike Detail along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear. Bob, the numbers have just come out. It's preliminary, but... Normally, they're really, really close. Sunday's Super Bowl was the third most watched television show in history. That's not Super Bowls, but the two ahead of them were Super Bowls. So the third most watched television show in history with an estimated 113 million people watched yesterday. The Chiefs beat the Eagles. It did not eclipse the 2015 game. When the New England Patriots played Seattle on NBC, which still holds the record. That was like East Coast, West Coast. I understand that. And how it ended, too. Remember how that game ended? The the game went down to the wire. And 114,442,000 followed very closely by Super Bowl 48 in 2014. And that was on Fox between Seattle and the Denver Broncos. So what you saw yesterday... The third most watched, not game, well, but it actually turned out to be the game. The third most watched television show in TV history. Well, uh, let me tell you, I consider myself because I get ARP magazine, you know, and all that. <laughs> and then, uh, no, but the NFL—it's a continuous process. You look like decade to decade, okay. They think the older population, they love their football, what's happening on the field. So they don't, they could care less a lot of times, but it's not the young people. But the older people could care less what's happening at halftime, what's doing in the pregame and all what's coming about. They want to watch football, but they got to entice the younger crowd. That's why Rihanna was on. Yes, for the halftime show and where she's at, that gets all these hits and all. And the NFL has to continue, whether it's 2020, 2030, 2020, uh, 2030 to 2040. That's a continuous process. So now if you're an old fart like me, you just got to live with it. <laughs> you have to understand, I like football. I like American football on my watch. Now, Ro- uh, no, no, uh, 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 Roger Goodell. Roger Goodell was smart enough to realize that the NFL, when you're truly trying to continue to grow your business, you have to be global, you have to be international. It'll never be international like the NBA because you got too much damn equipment in the world. I mean, uh, 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 like to play American football. To play American football. In the world, they don't have the equipment. So when you think about it, will never surpass American football We'll never surpass the world's football, which is soccer, because think about that. 
you, you could be almost naked. You could have like short pads and no shirt and just and just put two sticks in the ground and just kick a ball to, to, through through that. It might be a coconut. It might be whatever. And they, no matter what the culture, uh, South America, North America, uh, not North America, but like Africa, Asia, whatever. It doesn't matter. That's why that always be number one. You look at the World Cup and what they witness. But as far as like American footballers continue to grow, I'm telling you, watch in the Eastern European countries. It used to be behind the Iron Curtain. A lot of big cats and all uh, like big dudes and they love aggressive spirit. Watch like uh, that's part of Germany. Then you go with the Czech Republic. You look at the Hungarians. Uh, the, uh, all of like uh, the Balkan state, like uh, Bulgaria, old Yugoslavia, Croatia, Serbia, they all love American football. You know why? Because aggressive. They got big people. Look at the NBA players that are from uh, the Balkans and have succeeded. They ain't no little people. They ain't no midgets. They ain't little. <laughs> There's some big people and they succeeded. That's why they're going to love American football. Okay. I'm, I'm telling you. We, when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about it. But you talked about the streaming service. Fox also says that this was the most watched Super Bowl ever in terms of digital viewership, totaling 7 million streams. See, see, so that, we, they, we're they look at all a that. different generation hey, hey, on, on hey, doing hey, it hey, online. Listen, some people we'll might be back say, like, uh, 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 Thursday right Night Football, what's Amazon? Amazon what? No, the NFL knows they're doing Thursday Night Football with Amazon. Come on. We're finishing up here in the 6 o'clock hour on the second guest show. We'll have Chessa Boucher on with us. She was in Columbia yesterday to cover LSU. Boy, did they catch the buzzsaw against South Carolina. But let me make yeah. a correction on it because now Fox is redoing the numbers here. And yesterday's Super Bowl still finished third in the history of television. But who actually finished second? Patriots Falcons, 113-7. Patriots Falcons are in the two spot, and they got uh, just a little bit more than yesterday's game of 113 million. And so who's in the fourth position was actually Denver, Seattle. But they're correcting their well, typo. So who's number one in the history of television? Patriots, Seahawks, 2015, yeah. 114.4. Well, number two. Patriots, Falcons, 113.7 well, yesterday, 113 well, 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 million. The bottom line for all you geeks out there that don't like American football, <laughs> sorry, football is king. The only, the In America, only, yeah. The only programs that can hang with American football, and that being the NFL, is MASH and 60 Minutes. Other than that, oh, you can have the new programs, this and that. Uh, you might throw a ball now and then. But that's why the NFL gets the big bucks from Fox, NBC, a ABC, Amazon, ESPN, Amazon, all that. Because they look at these numbers. You know, advertising dollars. What can you charge and all that? What? So, uh, listen, uh, oh, oh, I'm a thespian. Uh, I'm an artist. I, I like this and that and all. Yeah, you can like all that. But I'm telling you, the only old school that could still hang and you still, you can still watch 60 Minutes on Sunday night on CBS. Boy, you got to appreciate that. I, I appreciate somebody, a program that lasts that long, that can hang with anybody. Bob, but other than that, nobody can hang with the NFL. Calculating the numbers, this would be a 40 share in someone's house, household 
a 40 share. That's unheard of. Yeah. We'll be back with more second guests right after this break here hey, on the hey, Big hey, 870. Not, not no vampire diaries or nothing. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 